Welcome to the KPB Podcast. This is your host, Ethan Gavon, coming to you from Sacramento, California. Keep Playing Baseball is a registered 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to helping every high school baseball player navigate the recruiting process and play college baseball. At KPB, we don't think money should dictate who has the opportunity to play college baseball or who gets to make informed decisions throughout the college baseball recruiting process. And all our resources, including this podcast, are 100% free. No signups, no fees, no strings attached. We use the KPB podcast in many different ways, but the main point is to get you the information you need to keep playing baseball. We appreciate you tuning in to the KPB podcast, the best source of recruiting information on the go. We're excited to welcome former College World Series champion, big league pitcher, and current Cal baseball head coach Mike New to the podcast. There aren't many things in the game of baseball that New hasn't accomplished. He started his career playing for legendary baseball coach Jerry Weinstein at Sacramento City College, where he won a state title before transferring to the University of Miami, where he was an All-American pitcher and recorded the final out of the College World Series for the champion Hurricanes. New was drafted out of Miami and worked his way up to the big leagues where he pitched for the A's and the Marlins. After his playing career, New started out as a coach at Diablo Valley Community College, working his way up to the head coach in that program before getting the pitching coach and recruiting job at Cal. He left Cal to become the head coach at University of Pacific in 2015, and after helping to turn that program around, returned to lead the Golden Bear program in 2018. In his first two seasons at the helm of Cal baseball, New has coached the Golden Spikes winner and Andrew Vaughn and led the Bears back to an NCAA regional appearance. He has a reputation as an outstanding recruiter, and if his career to this point is any indication, New and the Bears will have continued success as they look to return to Omaha. We're excited to pick News Brain about recruiting, the Cal Bears baseball program, pitching, and much, much more. So tune in as that interview starts right now. Coach New, thanks for joining us on the KPB podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me, Ethan. Be good to talk shop and uh, pull back the curtain on the Cal program a little bit for the listeners out there. Awesome. First, Sounds good. Yeah, man. So the first question for those, you know, I'm familiar with your background in baseball, but for those who aren't, why don't you tell us a little bit about where you've been, where you've played, where you've coached, and how you got to be the head coach at Cal? Yeah, um, you know, I think um, playing, uh, you know, playing in college, I, I went to Sacramento City College and, and played for Jerry Weinstein there for two years and went to University of Miami in Florida. I think, um, you know, my, my development um, during that time, you know, really uh, intrigued me about coaching. I just felt like I got so much better with, with the right coaching, you know, growing up at the amateur level and, um, you know, knew that was what I wanted to do. Um, got a chance to win, win the college world series at university of Miami. It was, you know, great experience and, you know, great team. And, um, you know, just, uh, just something that, um, kind of had my, uh, college experience was, was about as good as I could ask for with the winning a state championship at Sac city and then winning a national championship at university of Miami. And then, uh, got into professional baseball, was drafted by the Cincinnati Reds, played with the Reds organization up until AAA, Um, and then I was rule five by, by the A's and played in the big leagues with the A's, uh, played in the big leagues for a short amount of time with the Marlins. Um, and then also played in the minor leagues with the Dodgers. Um, as soon as I was done playing, um, I got right into coaching. Um, coached at uh, Dabble Valley College um, as an assistant coach and then as a head coach. Um, we, we had some pretty good success there and um, got a chance to, to come over to Cal uh, as the pitching coach uh, for, for David Esker and, um, you know, got a chance to build this program. And that's obviously where I got a chance to meet you and coach with you here. Um, and uh, it, it was it was a great experience. Um, got my first, first opportunity at the Division One level at UOP in Stockton as a head coach for two years, and then now I'm starting year three um, as a head coach at Cal. So it uh, goes by quick, but, um, you know, definitely a really, really great road. I've had a chance to meet and be around so many, um, you know, great baseball people and minds and, and learn so much, and I'm still just trying to learn as much as I can and, uh, you know, provide the best experience for our, our guys and, 
and uh, you know just just have a great um, you know great program for developing players uh, on and off the field. So I mean I think that's our goal, and uh, you know we're just trying to continue to get better at that. I think we've done a pretty good job in the past with, with some of the guys that we've had here and some really talented players. Yeah, and we'll get into that the college side of things and the recruiting, but I want to piggyback on some of the, some of that big league experience and and what you mentioned about being around some great baseball minds. So you've been around some incredible baseball minds from uh, Coach Weinstein all the way up through the big. So what's some of the best advice or lessons that you've received as a player coming up, whether that be in college or the big leagues or the minors, or even as a coach that you think a player or parent listening to this can benefit from? Um, you know, I guess it depends on, you know, the, the, part part of your development or kind of where you're at and how old you are I mean I would say you know at the uh, at the professional level you know just you know learning how to to play every day and and just learning how to have a routine and and really understanding that um, you know there's a lot of highs and lows uh, that go along with the game and and you really have to understand um, how to have a great routine and how to have um uh, a mindset every day where you're going to, you're going to stick to your plan and try to find some, something solid that you can go to every day. Because, uh, you know, if not, you can really drive yourself crazy. And there's so many mental aspects to this game. Um, there's so many highs and lows, uh, that you, you really got to find, find a routine and something that works for you and something where you can manage, uh, you know, those, those highs and lows that go along with it every day. And I think, uh, you know, once I learned that, uh, it really helped me, uh, become more of a, consistent player because you know just the difference in in uh you know being a big leaguer and 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 being a minor league guy is sometimes it's just a consistent consistency and there's obviously a lot of talent but you know you got to find a way to be able to be consistent and and uh you know bring something every day that's that's going to uh help your team win um you know so i think that was something that helped me and and then honestly you know translating that to the college game you know you're not going to play as many games here but but you are still going to have those highs and lows. And, um, you know, I think for, for our guys, you know, understanding the mental game, I think it never surprises me, uh, you know, how much that is a part of the game and, you know, uh, getting guys to, to understand and have different tools that they can uh, use to, uh, you know, be ready to play every day and, and um, not focus too much on the negative and, and be ready to turn the page and be a great teammate. Um, and, and just all those things are, are things that we're trying to develop that, and a lot of it has nothing to do with your, your skill, you know, yeah. um, we're obviously going to do a lot of things in that area as well. Uh, but, but I think those are some things that, that, you know, can be separators for guys. And, and some guys have a tough time having success because, uh, you know, of, uh, the highs and lows of the game and just learning how to stay off that roller coaster of emotion. Yeah. And obviously the PAC 12 is a really high level of baseball, and um, so do you see that as one of the biggest separators between the guys that have success, not necessarily the physical tools, but the guys that are able to take that step mentally? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I think, um, you know, you're, you're obviously when you're recruiting and when you're developing your players, you know, you, you want them to have tools, you know, you, you want them to have that athleticism and, uh, you know, or a carrying tool that's really going to help them become a great player at this level. I mean, you, you have to have that, you know, you have to have some some type of ability that's going to let you succeed here physically. Um, but, you know, you, you can definitely, um, you know, have those tools and not be successful here. You know, you, you want to have guys that um, have or can develop, you know, great makeup and, and, and some resiliency and some toughness and, you know, the ability to, um, you know, bounce back from failure and the ability to be a great teammate and play for your teammates. Um, you know, I think those are skills that we're looking for and then also trying to develop here with our guys. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times I feel like players have unrealistic expectations about the level that they can play in college. So can you give the players and parents out there listening an idea of just how difficult it is to play Pac-12 baseball? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, it it, it is. It's, you know, when you look at the the Pac-12 and and you look at the players and, and the big leaguers, that are coming out of um, out of these programs, uh, you know, it's a it's a very high level of baseball. Um, you, you know, you're going to have um, an outstanding group of, of pitchers. Uh, you know, each team is is going to have you know guys that are are going to be uh, you know big league guys in the future. And um, and you know, there's only so many guys that can play. You know, so it's it's a high level high level of baseball. 
um, really well coached, a uh, lot of talent. Um, you know, so, um, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's, it's difficult to play at this level and, you know, it's just like anything else, you know, that as you go up that pyramid, you know, and, and get closer to the top, there's, there's less guys, um, that, that are there and, and, um, it just becomes more and more difficult. And then once you get to the pro level, you know, you're obviously continuing that trend and then you're not just playing against guys in this country, you know, you're playing against best players from all over the world and, and, you know, the Latin American countries where there's so many great talented players, um, you know, it just continues to get tougher and tougher, but you know, it's, it's, it's exciting. You know, you're, you're getting really high level coaching and development and, uh, and you're really trying to maximize your skill set. So, you know, I think it's, uh, it's a tough level to play and be successful at, but it's also, um, you know, very exciting to, to play at this level and against this type of talent. Yeah. So continuing, I guess, with the recruiting out of what you're just talking about, what are some of the characteristics and the skills and tools that you look for in recruits to help you figure out, you know, if a guy can play at your level, if a guy can play for Cal? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, a, a lot of things. I mean, we're obviously looking, um, you know, we're looking at stats, uh, you know, high school stats. I mean, we want to, you know, just kind of see a guy having success at this level. I mean, um, you know, I personally would like to see a guy, you know, have success at the high school level and, and really be dominant at that level. Um, you know, I think um, I think sometimes we're fooling ourselves if, if we think a guy is not going to be dominant um, in high school and, and then all of a sudden be dominant here. It doesn't mean it can't happen, and there are that does happen, but I think, you know, uh, for the most part, you want to see a guy who's really going to dominate the level before they get to this level. Um, and, and then, you know, we, we talk to their high school coaches and, and summer coaches. I mean, we want to know, you know, what type of kid is this? Is, is this a kid who – um, you know, is, uh, is a great teammate, you know, he, he's a, he's a hard worker, he's resilient. Um, you know, he has that, that burning desire to be the best and really wants to work. I mean, I think our program is about guys developing and, uh, and really putting in the time and the effort to, uh, every day to continue to get better. So we just want to know what's that work ethic like? Is he a good teammate? Um, you know, is, is he going to, is he going to, uh, you know, pick up his teammates? Is he going to be ready to perform in the biggest spot? um, in the highest level, um, you know, that, that's something we're looking for. And then, then obviously from a physical standpoint, I mean, you know, that's going to be based on position. I mean, you know, we're, uh, you know, on a, for a pitcher, you know, we're going to look for, you know, a, an athlete that, that already possesses some arm strength, um, or the ability to really, really pitch and, and, uh, you know, can have a secondary pitch that is either already, you know, really, really solid, or we feel like can develop, you know, we're going to, we're going to evaluate that obviously with just the radar gun, you know, now we have some other tools too, such as um, on our field with TrackMan and Rapsodo where we can see some, you know, some spin rates and we can see some different metrics that we feel like, um, you know, are projectable. And, and, um, and then we're going to look at some delivery things too, that we feel like, uh, you know, if it's an athlete, he's going to continue to get better and improve, um, you know, uh, definitely like athletic, athletic pitchers. Cause we just feel like they're, they're going to, uh, develop a little quicker. They're they're also going to uh, be able to make adjustments a little bit easier. And then obviously some of the little things that just building your position and holding runners come a little bit easier. Um, you know, so so that uh, that ability and then you know strikes too. I mean, I think you know that doesn't mean that uh, you can't develop the ability to throw strikes. But you know, we're obviously looking for high strikeouts, low walks, low hits uh, when we're looking at pitchers. And then you know different positions are are going to be different. I mean, I think. Uh, you know, our park plays a little bit better for right-handed power. So we're going to, we're going to trend toward that. And uh, we obviously got to play great defense up the middle. So, you know, we're going to, we're going to try to, you know, find uh, our middle infield center fielder and catcher that we can really think and defend and, and help our pitchers out. Um, and, and then we want to do, we do want to have some power, you know, that's going to be part of our program. We, we've done a good job with developing uh, power hitters and, and recruiting power hitters. So we want some guys that can, that can uh, hit the ball over the fence and hit some doubles. And, and we're going to look for those type of guys. So, you know, we, we have a pretty specific plan, uh, you know, when we're talking about recruits and when we're doing our research on guys, but we're going to do a lot of research. I mean, you know, we're, we're really going to try to dig in on the players we're recruiting and find out what they're all about and if they're going to be a fit for our program. And, and obviously our goal is to win a college world series and, and uh, you know, finish high and win the PAC 12, uh, you know, so, so we have to do our due diligence and, and make sure we're recruiting the guys that are going to help us get to that spot. Yeah. In a lot of ways, you embody what baseball is all about. Your playing career embodies what baseball is all about because you were an undersized 
right-handed pitcher for MLB and even Division I standards, and you were able to have a ton of success. And when I hear you talk about recruiting pitchers, you're talking about athleticism, you're talking about tools and skills and, and things that are required to win, whereas some programs, they're not going to recruit a right-handed pitcher who's smaller than six foot, let's say. They're really looking for size. So it seems like your career may have impacted the way that you're going about recruiting and looking for guys. Is that fair to say? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think so. I mean, it's probably definitely me to some degree where, you know, I know what type of pitcher I was and, you know, I was, I was an undersized right-hander, but, you know, definitely had some, some other things that were, um, you know, able to help me become, you know, a big leaguer and, and be successful at the college level, um, you know, such, such as having some, you know, some pitches where I could get some strikeouts and, and obviously having some athleticism where I could, I could do some things and I had to maximize that and, and have some toughness. And I had a chip on my shoulder a little bit too, because, you know, I wasn't the, the most highly scouted guy, uh, right. you know, but I, I definitely used that to my advantage with, um, you know, having a little bit more reason to want to beat some of those guys out too. So I, I think that, that helps. And, and, and then obviously seeing the guys that I played with at the, at the big league level, you know, I mean, and the minor league level, you know, you, you just get a really good chance to see what those guys are like and what makes them successful. And, you know, um, and, and, and obviously a lot of bigger guys and bigger competitive guys too. So, I mean, I, I don't necessarily, you know, want to recruit a bunch of undersized right-handers with a chip on their shoulder. I just want to find guys that, you know, really have a competitive edge and, and want to be the best and, and uh, you know, have that same uh, burning desire that I do for their development and, and want to be a part of something special and want to be a great teammate and, and have a chance to win a College World Series. So, you know, I really don't care too much what they look like. I just want to know that, um, you know, that their stuff is good and, and they want to compete and they want to get better. And, uh, you know, whether that's right, left-handed, you know, 6'7 or 5'9", or you know, um, I really could care less. I just want some competitive winners that have some tools. And, uh, you know, I think if, if you got that, then, then we're going to get along just fine. Yeah. And I love that because I think, you know, a lot of players need to hear that. It's not necessarily how big you are or whether you have X, Y, Z, but if you can, if you can compete with the best of them, if your skills play with the best of them, then you're going to be able to play college baseball and have a lot of success. And, like you showed, doesn't matter. You if, if you're good enough, you you'll just keep going and you can make it to the big leagues. Yeah, no doubt. There's a lot of different guys. I mean, you, you see you see guys get having success a lot of different ways, and that was probably one of the biggest things I learned getting a chance to to play and be around a lot of guys and really focus and pay attention to how they had success. Yeah, and one of the things you talked about was you know you're really going to do your research and you know, thinking back to our time coaching together, you had a network of just an incredible network of people that you could turn to. Is that a critical part of the recruiting process for you? Are you, you know, turning to trusted people to, to find out more about players or have them refer you players? Yeah, I think it's definitely about having a great network, you know, uh, developing relationships with uh, coaches and, and really trying to find out, um, you know, who, who are the guys in our area? Who are the guys? I mean, we, we, we recruit mostly in California. Um, you know, we, we do have some out-of-state guys, but, you know, for the most part, we just want to know, you know, who are some guys that we need to see and follow in the state of California? And, and uh, you know, that, that starts with having a great network of, of coaches um, that, that are going to, you know, feed you some names. And, and you know, we're, we're, we got to do our due diligence, too, and, and really – uh, you know, go through, you know, every, everything that we can go through, whether it's, you know, max preps, PBR, making, you know, 20 phone calls a day, sending 20 emails a day, just trying to find out that we have a good follow list and that we can go see those guys and cover everybody. Cause we just don't want anything to slip through the cracks. And I think most coaches are the same way at this level. You know, you just got to do a really, really good job, um, you know, uh, blanketing, your recruiting area and, uh, and doing your due diligence. It doesn't mean that you're going to not going to miss guys. You're, you're going to miss guys. You're going to make some decisions that aren't right. Um, you know, that that's just the way it is, but we want to give ourselves the best chance to create the, the best possible team to give ourselves a chance to win a college world series. Yeah. So it sounds like you're finding guys in a lot of different ways. Like most programs are, um, what's the best way if, if someone's interested in playing for Cal baseball, what's, What's the most likely way that they can get in touch with you and get that recruiting process 
you know, kickstart it? Is it an email or a phone call or what's the best way? Yeah, I would say an email just to, to get on our radar. You know, we're, we're not going to respond to most emails, to be honest with you, but, you know, we are going to file, um, you know, every single email. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, we're, we're going to do most of our recruiting through networking. You know, we're, we're going to, we're going to go through, we're going to go through stats. We're going to go through phone calls. We're going to, we're going to blanket every single conference um, in the state and uh, and make sure that we know about those guys. It doesn't mean we're going to follow up on every single guy. I mean, we, we have different needs. You know, we, we may have a need in a certain class, and uh, and we may not have a need um, to where we're gonna we're gonna follow up on every single guy there. But we are gonna know about uh, most guys and, and try to do our best to do that. So um, so I think you know sending an email is, is not a bad thing. Uh, we'll, we'll file that away. We'll have your information on file, and and then if we need. Uh, to make contact or we do make contact down the road, then, then we'll be able to do that. But, um, you know, it's, uh, it, you know, I, I mean, we're not doing our job if we don't know about the best players in the state and that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. And how big of a deal is video for you guys in your program? Is that something I, you? I think, yeah, I, I think it's good. I, I would say if you are going to, to, to send an email, I would say keep it short and, and keep the pertinent information, uh, information, um, in there as far as your, uh, your grad year, um, you know, grades, um, and, uh, position, and then, uh, uh you know, a short, uh, probably an under, a, under a two minute video of, um, of some, of practice and game footage. Um, and then at least, you know, we have a pretty good idea of, you know, what, um, you know, what we're looking at and what we can see. And, and we would still, I would never recruit a guy just purely off video, but it would give us some, some you know, some visual information that we can use and say, okay, we need to, you know, we're going to go see this guy or if we're going to be recruiting him, it gives us another, just another piece of information. Um, and then probably just the contact uh, info for, for um, high school coach and, uh, and, you know, summer coach or, or, you know, whatever, whatever team you're playing for, I would say those are, those are the biggest things. Yeah. Okay. So let's say you guys get a name from someone or you have someone that you're interested in and you go to watch them play, what are some of the most common recruiting mistakes that you see players make while you're out there kind of doing that due diligence and watching them play? Um, you know, I, I guess I would just kind of, you know, look for I, my best, my best games I would like to see is, you know, competitive environment. If I can see a guy play a couple games and uh, have a couple outings, you know, I'll get a pretty good idea of just what they can do physically. I won't always know mentally. Um, you know, I would say, hey, you know, make sure make sure you're a, a great teammate and a great player uh, for your team. Because I mean, if I if I call somebody's high school coach and uh, you know they tell me that this guy, hey, this guy's a little bit lazy or he's not a great teammate, um, you know, doesn't have the greatest work ethic. I might not be able to see that on the field by seeing someone play one game, but the, the coach is going to be able to tell me that and. Uh, you know, and that, that's going to show maybe his true character to his, his high school coach more than anything. So, I mean, to me, that's important. And I want to know that. And if, if, if somebody uh, doesn't possess those characteristics, uh, then, then, you know, it's probably going to be a negative on their recruiting, um, you know, and then, and then just kind of how, how somebody deals with adversity too. I mean, you know, if, if um, you know, for example, if, if, if somebody has something go wrong in the game and, you know, whether it's a, whether it's a strikeout or, you know, or something negative happens and, and it just looks like it's, it's going to be a complete, um, you know, end of the world type reaction. Uh, and, and it just looks like the highs and lows of it. That, that's going to be tough. You know, I want to see a guy that can deal with adversity, something negative happens and doesn't mean you can't get upset, but you're, you're going to look like you got some resilience, uh, you know, to, to your game where, you know, you're going to, you're going to be able to bounce back and um, be okay there. So, um, yeah, I think those are probably the two things that would be most important. Um, you know, just also just kind of a passion for the game, really enjoying to play the game. Um, you know, always looking for something next. You know, if, if you're a base runner and you're paying attention to the details of the game or you're always looking to move up or if you're on defense and you're always looking to make an out, uh, you know, where I can see that your head's in the game and, and you're really searching for – a way to help your team win, uh, you know, and those are just two examples of it. I mean, that, that's something that stands out to me, you know, just, just, uh, you know, a passion for the game and a passion to win and, and looking to make something happen 
on the field. I mean, I'm paying attention to that because then I know, hey, this this guy's probably, you know, got a, got a pretty good idea of what he's doing out there and, and really is looking to make something happen on the field, looking to help his team win. You know, uh, th- those are things that stand out to me. Yeah. And that's a, that's big time information for guys who are listening to this. And, you know, if you have the skill set to play in the Pac-12 or at the Division One level, a lot of times it's those little things that have nothing to do with your talent. It's more about your effort. It's more about your preparation that are making the difference. So love, love to hear that. Um, if you could talk to the parents out there, what are, you know, one or two things that they should avoid doing, you know, that, that can seriously impact their son's recruiting? I don't know. I mean, I, I haven't had too many bad experiences with recruit, you know, parents and uh, recruiting. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't think, I mean, I think just, you know, being, being a part of it is important for sure. I think part of the recruiting process, um, you know, uh, I mean, for us, I, I know that, you know, you, you have to be, um, you know, solid academically uh, to, to go to Cal. And, um, you know, I, I think, you know, just obviously being a parent too. I mean, I, I you know, I would want the best situation, uh, you know, for, for my son, um, you know, whether it has to do with, um, you know, uh, baseball or not. I think that the biggest thing that I see is, um, you know, hey, the, the percentage of guys that, that play in the big leagues and make a career in the big leagues is so small. Um, you know, it, it's tough. I mean, I, I got a chance to play in the big leagues for a little over a year. Um, and, um, you know, obviously I'm, I'm, I'm working and, you know, I, I have to, uh, you know, support my family and do these things. And I think that's where, um, you know, Cal is, is such a great place. You know, it just it gives you that opportunity to, to really have such a great safety net if you're not a 10-year big leaguer, which the percentage of guys that play in the big leagues for, you know, five, six-plus years where you have a chance to, you know, get to free agency and make some, you know, money that can last a lifetime. I mean, you're, you're probably going to have to play over six years in the big leagues, and that's so rare. Um, you know, so, so I think, um, you know, being a part of that process is important. You know, you, I think, you know, the parents, um, you know, want to understand that, you know, the decision to go to school should not be, you know, even though baseball is ultra important, you know, and, and, you know, the reason that you're going picking that school is because a big part of it is the baseball program, the coaching staff that you're going to be around, um, you know, your development on the field. I mean, that, that's a huge part of the decision-making process. Uh, you know, but you also want to remember that, um, you know, the odds are is, um, you know, you're, you're probably not going to be um, a, a 10 year big leaguer. And I'm not saying that in a negative way. It's just the, just the reality of it. So, uh, you know, make sure that you're a part of that decision making process and understand that this is um, this is a decision that's that's going to impact your life uh, beyond baseball, most likely, um, you know, so so I think that's that's probably the, uh, you know, maybe the mistake or the thing that I get frustrated with sometimes if, um, you know, I, I, I get, um, I get that, but you know, you, you, you know, the baseball part, obviously, but I think you got to really understand, um, uh, you know, what this decision making, you know, this decision means. And, yeah. um, and, and I think the parents should be involved in that. I, I think, you know, sometimes I'm a little nervous when, you know, it's, it's only the kid's decision and I think it should be a big part of it, but I think the parents should have some, some influence on that decision just because they understand big picture a little bit better sometimes. Yeah. Big time investment that you're making in your future. You mentioned earlier um, that Cal is a very academic school. And I want to ask you about how that factors into recruiting a little bit. I'm sure it's, it presents some challenges. So how big of a role does academics play in your recruitment of a player and what do recruits and parents need to know about the academic side of recruiting at a place like Cal? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it, you know, I would say it's more benefit than a challenge. You know, um, you know, obviously getting a degree from Cal, you know, there's so much value and, and you know, not just in the, the degree, but I just think in the, the time and the network and, and um, you know, what you're, what you're benefiting from, from going to school here is really going to set you up and prepare you uh, you know, for the next step, whether that's in professional baseball, if you're, you're, you're here, um, or, or obviously beyond that, um, you know, with whatever career our players decide to pursue, um, they're, they're just going to learn so much here and have, have such a great challenge of, um, you know, uh, going through the process of, of the classes and, and meeting some really, um, you know, smart people that have bright futures and having some great instructors and, 
And then, you know, networking with on our own uh, program and alumni too, where, you know, we just do try to do a great job of uh, connecting our, our former players and uh, to our current guys and, and just setting up that network uh, before they even move on. So uh, I think it's just a great benefit. I think it's, you know, probably one of the best in the country as far as, you know, being able to really perform at a high level um, on the baseball field and, and have that opportunity to compete against the best in the world. And, um, and then also just, uh, you know, have, have such a high level of academics that's going to set yourself up and have such a great safety net. Uh, you know, if you don't play in the big leagues for, for 10 years, uh, you're, you're going to have the opportunity to, to move on and, and have success in, uh, in, a, in another uh, realm of life. And I think it's a, it's a great benefit. And, you know, I, I think, um, you know, that there's, there's not guys that should be scared away from the academics either. I mean, I think, you know, it, it is, it is going to be a little tougher here. There, there's no question about that. I, I think, um, you know, you're, you're, you're going to have a little bit of a challenge academically, but I also think, um, you know, it's, uh, it's doable. You know, we haven't had, um, you know, ineligible players here. I mean, I think you guys that are even, you know, a little bit fringy academically for, for Cal, um, you know, have, have been able to be really successful here because, um, you know, there's such a strong uh, level of support, uh, you know, with um, academic advisors and tutors and uh, instructors that, uh, that are willing to work with our players and, and do a great job there. And I think that's, uh, that's been something that's, uh, you know, probably continue to get better here. Awesome. Awesome. We're here talking with Cal Baseball head coach Mike New, and we've been talking a lot about recruiting. But for the sake of time, I want to I want to pivot and open up the doors to your program a little bit more and talk about the culture and the development. And I'm sure, you know, academics is a good place to kind of make that transition, as I'm sure that's a big part of what you're building there. But you've been in some really good clubhouses, winning clubhouses at the college level, at the professional level. How has that influenced the culture that you're working to build at Cal? And what do you see as the pillars of the culture that you're looking to create there? Yeah, I mean, I think, the, you know, the experience and getting a chance to be on, uh, you know, some of those teams has been has been really helpful, winning some championships and being around such great, great players. And, and really just to kind of see the characteristics of, uh, you know, what a great player and, and, and a great team looks like. And then, you know, we're, we're continuing to, to build that, you know, into our culture and, you know, recruit guys that, um, you know, really have that desire to be the best and then, and then really ingrained it in them while they're here and, uh, you know, uh, just, just try to get them to be the best they can be. I mean, I think, I think a lot of, um, you know, a lot of things we talk about with our, our core values or, you know, just, uh, you know, leadership and, and, and trying to build these guys into leaders. And, you know, for us, the definition of that is, uh, you know, the ability to make those around you better and more productive. And, you know, uh, we, we really try to give them tools to be able to, to do that. And, and to succeed in that and, and take the pressure off themselves. There, there is a lot of pressure, you know, when you're, when you're playing at this level and, and, you know, you're hoping to get drafted and, you know, there's a lot of things outside of your control, but, you know, when you're, when you're a great leader and you're, and you're playing for your team, you know, that can take some of the pressure off, off of your yourself. And, and we, we talk about that a lot. It's just, you know, being selfless and, and uh, you know, playing for each other and, you know, really looking through the lens of, you know, instead of, uh, you know, what's best for yourself is what's best for the team, you know, and, and we just really try to approach every single thing that we do uh, through that lens of, you know, what's going to be best for our team. And, and, you know, that goes for our coaches, that goes for our support staff, that goes for our players, uh, you know, and then that takes a lot of pressure off of, you know, anything individual, you know, we're, we're just trying to put the team first in, in every single aspect of it. And, uh, you know, and I think that's, that's big for our guys. And then, and then, you know, the mental side of it, just learning, learning what toughness really means. And, you know, uh, you know, how can you, how you, how are you a tough player? What, what are the characteristics of a mentally tough player? And, you know, what are some things we can do? And, you know, for us, it's, uh, you know, the ability to just focus on the next most important thing, no matter what the situation is, it's really easy to, uh, you know, focus on the negative parts of this game. And, you know, if we can train ourselves to think about what's, what's next to most important thing, uh, you know, that allows us to move forward and focus on what's important in that very moment moment and focus on, uh, you know, more of a, you know, what, what's traditionally like a pitch by pitch focus or, you know, being in the present moment. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to practice that and put a high emphasis on that. And then we're also just going to put a, a emphasis on development. You know, just, we talk about being uncommon a lot and, you know, having an uncommon commitment to uh, development, you know, and, and, and really measuring that and a lot of things we do. 
you know, so uh, it, it's uh, those are things that we just talk about a lot and, and we put a high emphasis on and, and we, uh, you know, really speak the same language of that to our players on a, on a daily basis. And I think it just helps with our, uh, you know, with our core values uh, just to ingrain them. And, and then obviously translates to these guys being more prepared for games and, and more wins and being more prepared when they leave our program. Sure, sure. So what does that what does that daily level of preparation look like? So what does a typical day for a Cal baseball player look like from the time they wake up in the morning to the time their head hits the pillow? Can you walk us through kind of what their daily schedule might look like? Yeah, and it depends on the time of year. I mean, you know, in season, you know, we basically have two segments of the fall. You know, our, our first segment of the fall um, is going to be about six weeks long. Uh, you know, that that's going to um, consist of uh, more of a, a conditioning um, and, and lifting phase where we, we're going to, you know, really work on uh, the beginning of it is, is get an assessment of each player, um, you know, really uh, assess where they're at physically uh, from, from a strength perspective, uh, from a mobility perspective, uh, you know, just, uh, just a body composition, uh, nutrition, uh, you know, what, what they've done in the past where we'll get um, – uh, an assessment of if they're a pitcher, you know, just their delivery, uh, you know, what pitches they're going to throw. We have a player plan for every guy. So we're going to just try to gather as much information as we can based on uh, the, you know, what their body looks like right now, where they're at from a mental standpoint, what they think their strengths and weaknesses are, um, and uh, just try to assess them from every level for that first week or so. And then we'll gradually um, uh, take them into a strength and conditioning phase uh, that, that'll, that'll be um, – you know, basically uh, five days a week, you know, they'll lift Monday, Wednesday, Friday, uh, they'll condition on Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, and then that'll be the beginning of our baseball training. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll really uh, start them off slow uh, with our throwing program, um, you know, with our core values, with our, with our hitting, with our, our defensive side of it and throwing program for the fielders. Um, and, and we'll gradually build them up in that area for those first six weeks. Um, and uh, the day is going to, you know, essentially be uh, classes in the morning. Uh, weightlifting uh, will, will be in the morning or afternoon, depending on the day, and conditioning will be in the morning two days a week. Uh, once we transition into the second six weeks of the fall, uh, we'll start playing scrimmages. Uh, so so our, our, our strength and conditioning phase will go down. Uh, we won't be doing any more morning conditioning. The conditioning will come with our, our base running. Um, and, um, and our pitchers, uh, you know, conditioning on the field, uh, the lifting will still be a part of our, our day. Uh, we'll, we'll go, we'll go, we'll still go three days a week, uh, you know, but it'll be a little more limited than it was the first six weeks. And we'll start to play more games and our, our, our on field preparation will increase and our lifting and conditioning will decrease. That'll be our 20 hour week. So we'll be on the field quite a bit for that six weeks. Uh, and, and, uh, then we'll go into the off season. So, you know, that, that's kind of what the fall looks like in a nutshell. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we will, you know, implement, um, you know, other training aspects and, and learning aspects into it with, you know, with, with nutrition, uh, you know, with sleep habits, with organization, uh, you know, just, just every single, we don't want to leave anything unturned as far as what we can learn about and what we can work on. Um, you know, to get better. So uh, we'll implement that into our fall schedule as well. And then, uh, then once we transition into the spring, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get ready. We'll have about three, three weeks to get ready for games. Uh, and then once our games start, we'll, we're playing every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and uh, typically on a Tuesday for a midweek game. Uh, if we travel, we'll be traveling on Thursday, practicing on the road Thursday, and returning home Sunday after the game. Uh, and if we're playing at home, you know, obviously we'll, we'll, we'll practice at home, uh, Thursday, but Wednesday and Thursday will be your, your, uh, our, um, our practice days with Mondays being off during season, uh, our off days in the fall, we, we typically give them a Sunday off for sure, where you have a full day for recovery, uh, you know, mentally, physically, um, and then sometimes Saturday and Sunday off. So, um, you know, that, that'll be, that's kind of our week. Um, and what it looks like, but, um, yeah, there, there's, you know, it's, it's quite a bit, you know, between classes and, um, conditioning and lifting and baseball, uh, you know, it's a pretty full day and, um, you know, and it's really structured, you know, that there's, there's a place to be, um, you know, for, for most of the day and, and you will have time for, uh, you know, to relax and, and, um, you know, recover. Uh, but you know, during the week is going to be, um, uh, it'll be a pretty full week and, you know, our, we do a good job with the, you know, organizing our guys' schedules and making sure that they have a place to be, uh, throughout the day. Yeah. Sounds like you're 
obviously guys are doing a lot. Development is, is an all encompassing thing where you guys are looking at everything. Now your track record for helping to develop players speaks for itself. Tons of high draft picks. Um, you know, a guy like Andrew Vaughn, who's a, a top three pick golden spikes winner. What's the secret sauce, man? What, what are you guys doing in Berkeley? What are you doing specifically, you know, to help with these guys? Yeah, man, I think it's just all the things we talked about. You know, we, we obviously, you know, are, are really trying to do, do a good job at first recruiting guys that we feel like have, um, you know, that upside where, where they're going to continue to get better and, and they're going to improve and they have the mindset of wanting to really, really get better. And they have a skill set that obviously we feel like is going to translate to this level. And then, um, you know, and then, and then really just implementing our, our system, you know, with, with our, with our value set, with, uh, you know, the work we're going to put in, we're going to try to continue to learn and get better, um, you know, with uh, any type, type of technology that, that can help our guys, um, you know, whether it's, you know, uh, video and, and TrackMan and Rapsodo and, you know, the, the high-speed cameras and anything we feel like we can, we can use better, uh, you know, than, than hopefully other teams for our development and then just continue to, to look, at, uh, look at the stats and look at the information and figure out where, where we can get better and maybe we can gain an edge um, and, and, uh, and try to focus on those areas for development with our players. And, uh, you know, if we, if we have some guys that, that really want to work and, and want to put in the effort and our coaching staff can, you know, be on the forefront of, um, you know, our, our development side of it and, and really work hard in those areas, we hope that we can get those guys to a high level. And some of these guys really have done it. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's great to, to see, um, you know, these guys do so well in the draft and, and, you know, our, our team continues to win games and, and, and do do a great job building this program because, you know, it, it is a little – it can be tougher here. You know, it, it can be tougher, you know, just with, uh, you know, our, our budget may not be at the, the highest end all the time. And, uh, you know, we just got to do a great job with, with a little bit less sometimes. But um, I, I don't think our, our – I think our players are getting more out of it, to be honest with you. And we have to work a little bit harder, uh, which is great. I mean, that's just kind of who we are. Yeah. So what is the, you mentioned some of the technology. Um, let's talk about pitchers. You're, you were a pitcher. You work with the pitchers. Um, obviously, Matt Flemmer helps out with that, former Golden Bear himself. What does it look like? Um, what technology are you using? Are you guys doing long toss programs, weighted balls? Uh, talk us through what bullpens look like. You know, anything on the pitching side that you guys are using for development that you want to talk us, talk us through? Yeah, we, um, you know, we're, we're using pretty much, you know, everything that we can and, 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 and making it our own a little bit. I mean, we definitely, um, you know, uh, use driveline uh, with the, the plyo balls uh, as, as part of our daily routine for our warm-up in order to, um, you know, stay healthy, really, and, and develop, uh, you know, some, some good, uh, you know, mechanics and, 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 some, and some good habits and and train our guys uh, to throw more efficiently and, and, and build velocity. Um, you know, we do, you know, we have a whole, you know, routine that we go through every day. Um, everything ends up being individualized, uh, you know, based on guys' needs. Uh, we, we do use TrackMan. We use Rapsodo in the bullpen. We have, you know, six high-definition cameras on our field for, for every single game uh, that are coded so, so we can easily, um, you know, search every pitch uh, for every game, get, get a video, um, um, look at, at six from six different angles on the field, uh, one, one on each side of the pitcher, one on each side of the hitter, high home and center field. Um, and we can correlate that with velocity, exit speed for hitters, spin rate. Um, and, and then, you know, we track every bullpen pitch too with, uh, with Rapsodo and, and have that logged, uh, you know, so we can go back and look at that. With the high-speed camera, you know, we, we can look at pitch, um, the way the ball comes off fingers. We can, we can look at mechanics. Um, you know, we, we can pretty much look at anything we want for, for adjustments, um, you know, and then, and then put a high emphasis on, on the mental game too, you know, just, just how to attack hitters, um, you know, what pitches work and, 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 um, you know, really get these guys to be their own best coach, uh, you know, by giving them the right information and, and giving them the experience that we have had as, as players. Um, and then also what works at this level, you know, so I think it's a good combination. Um, you know, we're really giving them, you know, everything we can. Um, you know, and uh, it's up to the player. I mean, it's, it's going to be up to the player. If, if they want to get better and have a burning desire to get better, then, then we have everything in place here to accommodate that, you know, on, on a physical side, on a mental side, on a strength and conditioning side. 
Um, you know, so so I think you know what we're doing has been great. Um, you know, in the bullpen, I mean, it's it's going to vary based on on every guy, but we, we have a you know I think we have a really good timeline as of how to how to build these guys up. Um, you know, and um, give them rest. You know, we're we're going to work hard and we're going to recover hard, and we got to do it on the right way. You got to know what you're doing, and we feel like we really do. And we spend a lot of time talking about it and continuing to get a you know get better. Uh, you know, between our 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 coaching staff, our training staff, our strength and conditioning coach, uh, you know, we're constantly um, in communication uh, and we're constantly in communication with our players too. Um, you know, so, so they have, you know, all the, all the pieces in place and then it's just up to them to, you know, to put forth that effort and have that drive to get, to get to be the best. Yeah. Sounds like a great system. Now I know you got a busy summer recruiting and running camps and various things. So just a few more questions. One that I think, if we didn't bring up, would be a huge swing and, swing and miss. Um, Dusty Baker's son, Darren, he's your second baseman. He's playing in the Cape right now. But Dusty's around your program a lot. So what's one thing that you've learned from him over the last few seasons that you feel like has really proven useful? Um, you know, I don't know if it's one thing. I mean, he, he's definitely around a lot. And, you know, uh, I, I probably should use him more. I mean, I've definitely talked to him, uh, you know, quite a bit. And, you know, he, he, he's not over, uh, you know, pushy about it. You know, he, he's there to watch the games and watch his son play, uh, you know, and if, and if we have a question as a coaching staff or individually as a coach, I mean, he's more than happy to, to answer it. I mean, I think he's got such a – the reason he was so great, I mean, there's a lot of reasons. I mean, his experience and everything he does. But, you know, he's got such a good feel for the team and he's such a great communicator and he knows how to keep things simple. Uh, you know, he, he knows the game so well. Uh, you know, so if something isn't working or, or, you know, if it's not going right, I mean, he can identify it so quickly and communicate it so, uh, so easily. Um, you know, it, it's, 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 you know, now that I know him and I've got a chance to talk to him quite a bit and be around him, I mean, I, I can definitely see why he was so successful as a manager. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, just has such a great feel for the players and their personalities and what's going on in the game and, and, uh, you know, how to get better and, and, and where we can improve. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty, we're pretty lucky that, you know, just to have him around and, you know, have that insight that he has with all of his years of experience and championships and, and great teams and great players. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't think there's one thing that he, um, you know, doesn't have a good, pretty good feel for regarding the game or, or guys' uh, personalities playing the game, you know, which is, which is pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool to be around and be able to see that. Um, all right, two more questions for you. One that we ask every guest that comes on here, and that's just if you could give one piece of advice to a to a high school baseball player who's going through the recruiting process right now about having a successful recruitment and, and making it to the next level, what would that one piece of advice be? You know, I, I would just say, um, you know, just, just play your game and – um, you know, obviously, you know, hey, if, if I think um, guys are, are worried about so much about getting seen and, and, um, and getting overlooked, and, and I, I really think that happens less than people think. Um, you know, I, I think um, the coaches uh, do a pretty good job doing their research and, and finding players. And not to say that guys don't get overlooked. It does happen, but I think it happens less. Uh, you know, than people think. I think, um, you know, the, the coaches in college baseball do a good job, you know, networking with high school coaches, networking with summer coaches, and, and really, um, you know, finding, finding players um, that, um, you know, that are, that are ready to play at this level. And, and everybody makes mistakes, you know, with who they recruit and how they go about it. But I think overall that the coaches probably do a pretty good job finding those guys. And, and you know, so, some guys develop later too. I mean, there, there definitely are you know, junior college players that, um, you know, develop during that time and, and, you know, have a chance to be high level D one guys, but just may, may need a little bit more time. So, so I would say just, you know, um, you know, play your game and, and, um, you know, don't, don't worry too much about, um, being recruited. I think, you know, if, if you're good enough and, uh, you know, you have that desire to be the best and you want to really, you know, put in the effort, uh, you know, you're, you're going to be seen at some point. And, uh, you know, if, if you're not, you know, hey, it, it may not be it may not be there for you. You know, there, there might might be a different sport or something else to, to do. I wouldn't 
I wouldn't try to force it force it too much and and spend too much money trying to you know force it in uh, you know because I think I think the coaches do a pretty good job finding these players. Last question, not really a question, but we like to finish up by giving our guests just some open mic time. Anything that we haven't covered, any sort of message that you want to deliver to the high school players and parents listening to this. Now's your chance to kind of mic drop off of the podcast. I just think, I think just the only other thing I can think of based on that other thing is, you know, um, I, I don't, for us, it's not a negative if someone plays other sports too. I mean, I think, you know, sometimes it can be so specific to baseball and, um, you know, we, we have a lot of guys on our team that, um, played other sports in high school as well, you know, and growing up. So, you know, I think, you know, just that um, the ability to just, you know, understand different games and different sports and do different things physically, I think that, I think that can definitely be a positive. And, you know, I don't think that, um, you know, stunts your growth as a baseball player. I think it probably helps it. And, and as they develop, it, it gives them more opportunity to be better, just uh, understanding strategy and, you know, understanding, um, you know, anticipation in other games. I think that's something that is, you know, uh, it's continued to get away from. So I think playing other sports is a good thing. I, I really do. And I'm not saying it's for everybody. I mean, there may be some guys that have just played baseball and that's what they, what they do. And they're, and they've been great at the college level and pro level. But I think more often than not guys that are, are playing multiple sports, I think that's, I think that's positive and that's helping them. Awesome. Well, hey, Mike, I know you're busy, so appreciate you taking the time to come on the podcast. Wish you and the Golden Bears a bunch of luck heading into the fall and uh, next season, hopefully another trip to the regionals. Thanks, Ethan. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate you having me. Thanks for making it to the end of this episode of the KPB podcast. If you find value in our podcast, please help us make it better. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Leave us a five-star rating, write a review. All of that helps us get this information into the hands of those who need it most. We're always beyond excited to get questions and provide more information. You can reach us by email at keepplayingbaseball at gmail.com. Our Twitter DMs are open. That's at keepplayingbb. Same is true for our Instagram account. That's at keepplayingbaseball. And Facebook, Keep Playing Baseball. We're always excited to help provide you with the information that you need to make educated decisions in the recruiting process and move towards your goal of playing college baseball. Don't hesitate to reach out if you need anything, and we'll be back with another episode soon. Until then, take care.